0: Welcome back to Life of Tia Wolf. I know it's been so damn long since I've been gone. I know that season two just started back in February. I believe it's February. It's it's been so long that I've already forgotten when I actually launched it, but I'm pretty sure it was in February for season two. And then I decided that I'm going to take a break in April. So now I am officially back. I know it's been almost half a year since I've been gone. And I miss you guys. I missed podcasting. I just missed everything about it. But things happen. Life happens. And I was just completely burnt out. To be totally realistic with you, I went through some things that... I will definitely share throughout the podcast season. I definitely want to share that part of my life with you guys. It's been a crazy half year, but definitely monumental to my well-being, to my mental health, just to my overall being. So, I'm just here just to give you guys a quick update on what's going on, a really brief overview of what exactly happened that led me to this break for the past half a year. So I'm going to get right to it. Alrighty, so the reason why I took a break was, like I said, I was burnt out. And during that time, I literally just got my second puppy who was about three months old. And if you guys know anything about puppies, they literally pee and poop everywhere. Their entire life revolves around eating, sleeping, pooping, and peeing. And that's it. And playtime, of course. Depending on the dog, they may or may not care for attention as well. So having two puppies under two years old, I definitely totally underestimated how hard it could have been, and it definitely wasn't easy. I mean, it's one of those experiences that I'm not going to say is similar to a human child and parenting in that sense, but honestly, for those who are pet parents, like dog parents specifically, because cats don't really need that kind of attention, it's a lot and anybody who says it's easy and it's nothing compared to a human child of course not we can't we can't compare pets to human kids right but the idea of taking care of something is still there the responsibilities are still there the biggest difference is that with human kids they grow at a certain rate with puppies they grow so much faster so when a puppy is one years old, they're equivalent to a seven-year-old child. So if you can imagine that for a second, right? In three months, they are already essentially one and a half years old, maybe two. So by the time that they are half a year old, they're already at like three and a half years old. You know, so when you are comparing a human child and their growth to a dog's growth, imagine in half a year, you'll have to adjust to their very base needs, right? So again, like for a kid, the first half a year, maybe even a whole year, you're just feeding them and you're trying to make sure they're sleeping and You know, for the parents who are lucky that they get to sleep through the night, all power to you. Let's be real here. People who have puppies under six months old, you guys are either not sleeping through the night, or you guys are and you wake up to a whole mess. Like for me, she was peeing in her kennel and you're exhausted. Especially, like I said, two puppies under two, you are taking care of too. So once you put the first one to sleep, the other one goes to sleep. But like the littler one, again, they'll wake up in the middle of the night crying, trying to use the bathroom. And she was one of those puppies where she wouldn't cry until she's already peed. And then she's crying just to let me know, hey, <laughs> I... I have an accident, get me out of here. I do not want to be roasting in my own pee. And you know what that also means is that like I have to bathe her in the middle of the night because she's drenched in pee. Uh, There were a couple poop accidents as well. And yes, I am getting so deep and real with you guys. If you guys aren't into this stuff, just check out of this. But essentially, a puppy is a lot of work. The first six months is definitely really hectic, and then between the six month to the one year mark is another kind of hectic because they are now in adolescent stage. So you essentially have like a teenage kid in your home, only they're not even a year old yet, and they're challenging you. They're acting up and you'll have to be very strict and disciplined on them so that they don't pick up all these bad habits because you're not correcting them and they carry that into their adulthood, which for large breeds, that's around two to three years old. And currently, my little one is definitely in the adolescent stage. She is literally eating everything. And I mean everything. Just came back from a trip I took with two of my girlfriends and their dogs. So it was three of us and four dogs. And they are all large breeds. So yes, we got a minivan and we did a road trip to Denver. It was amazing. But let me tell you, the little one decided to get into trouble. And she decided to chew up and eat the remote. So that's just a little bit to understand of like parenting for puppies (laughs) dogs whatever you want to call it but anyways I've spoken too much on that let's get back to why else I took half a year off honestly I never planned to be gone for this long it was just sort of like an intuitive thing I felt that as long as my body knows that it's ready to get back to work then that's going to be what it is but before that, I'm just gonna, you know, do what I have to do. I was still keeping busy. I was doing work behind the scenes. You know, I was still doing some of the stuff. Definitely not as much as I was before I decided on this break, but it was just a lot. I felt that I was being really stretched thin, and they were all expectations that I placed on myself, right? So, I just had to chill. I had to sit back and just kind of refocus myself, recenter myself. I, you know, like I said, took on another puppy. Oh, that's not all the pets I've gotten. I decided that in July, I wanted an aquarium which, by the way, is like a dream of mine, just to have an aquarium in my home. So I have three goldfishes. So essentially, in the past half a year, I've expanded my family, per se. So now I have five pets, three fishes, two dogs. I know a fish is still, you know, lower maintenance. You just kind of feed the fish. But it's not as low maintenance as you think because you have to clean the tank. You have to make sure that the water and the environment is safe and habitable for the fishes because they can get stressed and they can die. And you want to make sure that the fishes don't kill each other if there is aggression in the tank. So there's a lot to really think about and I'm just really happy that Despite the fact that I have so much going on, I am very happy in my current place. So that was a little bit of what's going on in terms of like the family dynamic of expanding my pets. In terms of the career, I knew that I wanted to rebrand. I knew that I didn't want to get into the mental health space anymore. It was just getting too heavy and overwhelming. And let's be real. When you're talking about mental health and you're using yourself as an example and you're just talking about your stories, it becomes exhausting. It becomes a lot because you're kind of revisiting the past, right? You're reliving, reopening those wounds just to share and help raise awareness, which is ultimately the reason why I did it. But what I didn't realize was that I've already moved on from these situations. I've learned that I found comfort talking about them before. But there came a point where I was healing, I was growing through this. And I no longer have to keep talking about it. But the more I repeat those stories, the more it just became draining it wasn't exciting or happy anymore. You know, it's, it's heavy to talk about these things. First of all, it's another thing to be really vulnerable and open about things that, you know, they are wounds, they hurt, they are experiences that I wish on nobody. But everybody goes through things. And It helps to just share that sometimes because you never know there are people That may have came across it and they're like, oh my god I finally met somebody that or found somebody even if they don't really know me They found somebody that they can relate to that they see has hope because I knew I was like that I felt that Throughout my life, I didn't have anybody. I couldn't go to anybody for advice. I couldn't find anybody online just to really find some safe haven, knowing that it wasn't just me going through this. And, you know, the path and road gets really lonely. So that's kind of why I started the mental health podcast. But, again, that time, I feel like, has ended for me. And that's not to say I won't talk about mental health here and there, because it is a personal subject to me, and I'm all about getting very deep, getting very vulnerable, you know, just to, again, not just raise awareness, but really help people feel seen and heard and understood Because sometimes the people around you have no idea what's going on. And you don't feel safe. You don't feel comfortable sharing that. It's easier to share parts of yourself online or to strangers you don't know, right? There's always that comfort when you meet somebody random on the street you guys started talking and then you guys get really deep and you tell them your story and then you guys walk off like this person you will probably never see again but it feels like there's some weight that's been lifted off your shoulders and you just feel better because you were able to express that. But you don't feel like you're being too vulnerable because who is this person? So what if they did talk about your story, right, to somebody else that they know? Because they don't ultimately know you anyway. Anyways, so yeah, it's been a journey these past couple of months, the past half a year. I am rebranding, like I said. I am going into relationships, has been something I've been thinking about, honestly, for the past two years. But I was so afraid to talk about it. I was so afraid to go into it, because I feel like you have to be winning in your relationships for you to be able to talk about it. But that's obviously not true. You know, I had to come to terms with the fact that people prefer people who actually have gone through something and they can relate than somebody who comes off as perfect. Anyways, that's all the updates that I have for today. I'm super excited to be back. I'm super excited to talk about relationships. I'm so glad for those tuning in that you guys are still here and I really really appreciate it thank you so much and I really hope you guys have a great day see you on my next episode